Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using the promo code WBZMASS and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Massachusetts only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Play it smart from the start with GameSense. GameSenseMA.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org in partnership with MGM Springfield. B-Pod Studios. The Felger and Maz podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Dub. To me, the whole thing with the finger under between the legs, antiquated, archaic, and weird. I mean, the whole thing is freaking silly. It's Felger and Maz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub. When it comes to Mac Jones and just, you know, coming off a, a difficult fall, just what's most impressed you about his offseason and, you know, training camp? Yeah, Max had a good offseason. Uh, has had a good, has had a really good camp. Um, comes to work every day, uh, comes in early, stays late, uh, works hard, understands the offense, um, how it works, how to get his teammates involved, how to, you know, how to help them be productive. Um, so he's had a really good, you know, a good stretch here in, in training camp and, and had a good spring to, um, you know, propel himself into this, this time period. So it's been pretty consistent all the way through. Everybody, welcome into the program. Felgrim Maserati on a late wiping down Tuesday, the first day of the rest of our lives. And it's not a wipe down Tuesday. It's a big boy Tuesday because Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal joins us in our town for Tire Studios as he does every Tuesday during the football season. Maz and Big Jim Murray alongside as well. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. You, Greg? Good to see you guys. No more vacation, huh? Oh, the really. season's here. Not back really. to work. Back to school, as we like to say, Greg. Back to work, back to school. Boo. Uh, listen, that was Belichick yesterday saying nice things about Mac Jones. Uh, so that's the leadoff question. Do you believe here on the eve of the 2023 season that the Patriots are sold on Mac Jones? For now. I mean, you know, look, they don't have any other choice. Who are they going to play? Zappy, the practice squad guy who got cut and nobody around the league uh, wanted to sign? to their active roster, or Matt Corral, who got released, and the Patriots were the only team that that, that claimed him. And he, he doesn't know anything about the offense. He just got here. So it's Mac Jones's show. Look, I'll say this for the kid. He, uh, I thought he had a really good summer. I thought he, I thought he did a really good job uh, built throughout the summer. Um, you know, off the field, he's, you know, doing the right thing in the meeting rooms. And, you know, you've heard the coaches about, how, how invested he has been, and they're early in the morning, they're late at night, all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, look, hopefully we're back to where Mac was supposed to be going into year two this year, uh, but we'll have to see. Excuse me, didn't you write that the Corral signing was actually a sign that they are not sold on Mac Jones? Well, long term, that is still a question mark. Yeah, okay. I think. Discuss. And, well, that's where they should be. I mean, there's nothing... 
Yes, he had a promising rookie season. That's as far as I'll go with it. I mean, it was it good? Yeah, I guess you could say it was good. Um, you know, last season was last season. And he's still in the decidedly unproven category going into year three. And if the Patriots... So I don't expect the Patriots to be sold. This isn't a criticism of them. It's not a criticism of Mac Jones. This is where he and they are at this point. Um, If they were sold, which I didn't expect them to be, then they would have done more to bring in just a veteran caddy. You know, maybe they would have went to McDaniels in, in Las Vegas and said, hey, can you give us Hoyer back? Even though he's dead set on keeping three with a uh, inexperienced sort of, you know, in, in their system quarterback room with Garoppolo and then Aiden O'Connell. Uh, I think I think Hoyer's there mostly for Aiden O'Connell. But also, you know, Case Keenum, Colt McCoy, that type of thing. If if Mac was definitely the guy going forward for the foreseeable future, you would have brought in a caddy. And they could still do that at some point. Um, but Matt Corral being here, he is more like Garoppolo was to Brady. I mean, it was that type of pick you know, has certain traits that could lend himself to be a starter in this league. And so, look, if Mac doesn't have a good season this year and and if they don't bring in anybody else, then, yes, you might actually get the quarterback competition that, you know, you rooted hard for and tried to make happen this year but didn't. Maz, I know you have theories on why Bill was nice to Mac yesterday. Can I put them aside and ask uh, Big Boy here the next question? Of course. How do you feel about your football team? Uh, not great. You know, I, I just think they are the, – the schedule is just mountainous. Now, we know that the, it could change over the course of the year. Every team, you know, there will be injuries. There will be this. There will be coaching uh, controversies. So it's not going to look at the end of the season how it does right now. But, you know, it's 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 a gauntlet. I went through their, their schedule again today, gave it a quick run before I sort of – give my season prediction uh, over the weekend before the game. And, you know, I still have them sort of, you know, eight, nine, seven, and 10 category. And I thought I was being generous when I was just going game by game. I'm like, all right, well, I'm giving them a split with the Jets and the Dolphins. That could be a little generous. And I had them winning a lot of the games, like, you know, a team like the Saints. You know, they the Saints have high hopes. They think they're going to be pretty good this year. You know, Washington has a lot of things, especially on their defensive line, that they have a lot of things going for them, but, you know, the quarterback situation. So I think even some of the Patriots' easier games are not going to be quite as easy. But um, I'm just – the offensive line and where that is heading into the season and these first four games, I'm just scared to death of it. And unless they pull a rabbit out of their hat, I think they're going to have trouble blocking in in the first – quarter if not first half of the season and and this isn't like 2014 where you can roll out Jordan Devy and these guys and get killed in Kansas City but you know the schedule softens up and you get better as the season goes along and you have Brady and you have Brady and so uh yeah I'm pretty apprehensive about this season Maz how do you feel about your football team believe it or not I think there's a chance they're going to surprise us a little bit and when I say, I'm not telling you that they're going 12 and 5, they're going to win the division or threaten for the division and make a run at the AFC Championship. I'm not saying that. I just feel like expectations overall are so low or mediocre. And I think the vibe around them, and I say the vibe, okay, I'm not talking about the amount of work they put in or anything like that. 
I think the vibe around them has improved. I think it's a lot better than it was a year ago. Not that it could have been any worse. But I feel like Jones overall had a good preseason, and by that I mean stable. You know, I'm worried about the line, too. I'm not telling you they're not perfect, but I think that they're, they could be a little bit better than we think and that it would not surprise me if they win 10 games. For them to do that, Greg, what has to happen? What would you say in your email? Hey, how many people have to overachieve or how many people have to exceed expectations or how many people, players, coaches, have to reach their ceiling? Is that your issue? Uh, basically everybody. I think that I think that you know everything has to be perfect. I mean, I think that you know Gonzalez and Jack Jones or whoever they have at cornerback, they have to be really, really good the entire season. Uh, I think that they, you know, free safety, and I know there's a lot of talk about the Patriots will probably go to you know split safeties, which we'll probably see from the Eagles and also the Dolphins the next two weeks because that's sort of the Vic Fangio school of football go with uh you know two deep safeties but at some point in time you know these good offensive coordinators are going to put you in a bind and there's going to be somebody back there you know Jalen Mills Adrian Phillips Kyle Duggar you know how does that look in the red zone the pass rush absolutely has to be great I do have high expectations for that group um especially when they get in the passing situations between Judon Uche Barmore and Keon White um you know the, the at defensive tackle they can't afford one injury to either Devon Gotchow or Lawrence Guy or they won't be able to stop the run they have left themselves short there without Carl Davis I don't know if he signed anywhere maybe they can bring him back at some point and then Trent Brown has to be great at left tackle the guards have to show that they didn't need training camp at all to roll out there and, and be really good and right and they have to figure out right tackle you know along with the receivers all have to stay healthy and have career years. The tight ends have to stay healthy and be have career years. I would say the only thing that you really have confidence in this offense right now are the two running backs. You know, and of course that's in concert with the offensive line. And and also I like the the sub pass rush, like I said, and the ability to do certain things in coverages. I think they'll be better in coverages um, with their safeties and also against athletic quarterbacks. But we'll get an answer on that immediately. Well, so I mean, as you just said. And as you wrote to us, Gonzalez and Jack Jones have to be great. They have to have a great free safety on passing downs. The pass rush has to be great. No one can get hurt at defensive tackle. Or the run defense is going to suck. Trent Brown has to be great. Strange has to improve. Right tackle has to get figured out ASAP. The receivers and tight ends have to have career years. That's a lot of bleep and bleep, you said. To be maybe okay. So is, is the big boy actually underselling this team, Miss? Uh, maybe a little bit. I think because, uh, you know, uh, Greg's getting bogged down at every single X and O, which I don't blame him. That's his job. I'm just telling you that. What's your job? My job's usually to take a leak all over him. <laughs> but honestly, I, I, I can't help but find, I, I look at them and I said this. I, I was just reviewing the email I sent you because I remember at the end I said to you, if you force me, I'm actually leaning toward they're going to surprise us, which is in a, a very uncomfortable position for me to be in. I'd say. Okay. But I will say, I think the expectations for them are relatively low. And I think that because of that, they could end up surprising us a little bit. Now, in the same breath, I could see them winning seven games. I could see them winning 11, 10, if it all goes perfectly. Like, I'm very unsure about the whole thing in either way. I don't think they're going to suck. I don't think they're going to be great. 
But I, I have a hard time believing they're going to go 7-10. and 10. So Jim, Jim Murray? Yeah, they don't suck. They're not great. So it's more of the same of what we got here the last few years. That's what I expect. So maybe like 8 or 9 wins, maybe 10 if things go their way and they end up taking 2 from the Jets or some other division rival. Do but- they bottom out, Jim? Is there any chance they bottom out 5 or less? No, because it's got to be more of the same. Like, they're better than those other middling teams like them, but they make look like fools, and they grind them down to these, like, 20 to twenty to 10 wins like we've seen these last few years. So when they, you know, you say, like, okay, Greg, the Saints might be a little bit better. Teams like Washington, these they're going to kill those teams. They're going to make them look bad like they typically do. So, no, there's, they're not going to bottom out. There's no shot. I mean, if they go 10 and 7, is that a good year? Unfortunately, yes. See, I say so too. Unfortunately, yes. Of course it yeah, is. yeah, yeah. I say ten so and seven too. would be a really good year. For I know, them. but just think the of standard's that. been lower. Think though. of what we're saying. I know you had the greatest of all time. You were going to Super Bowls, and now four years later, you can go ten and seven and be like, "Wow, good year." That's that's a statement. But at least it would feel like they're going in the right direction. Yes, yes, again, yes. And of they're course. building something. Of course, like, of course. And I hear what you're saying because I feel the same we way. We used to piss all over I ten know, and seven teams. I you know. people out there, <laughs> oh my God, the mocking. You would do and the blowing you would do about 10 and 6 teams or 9 and 7 teams or that kind of team, they were garbage to you. Garbage. It's the tomato can team. That's kind of what they are now. But now that's like a good year. Like, it's just, uh, that's going to be hard for me. It is a good year. It's going to be hard for me to vocalize that and get on the side of a Patriot fan who you fraud. Now that 10 and 7 is cool. I mean, I need to see it too. I need to see what it looks like, what it feels like, where it's headed. Oh, people I need... will be pants off for ten and seven. I know, and that so? could be gross. Oh, yes. yes, yes, they will. Ugh. They'll be yes, like Bill's will. back. Yep. You know, oh, yes, looking look next year, yes, we have this will. young roster. You bet. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been here fourteen minutes, and I'm already getting negative. Exactly. Right? It's, like, <laughs> it's so hard to be on that side of it. I yes. just had four days off. I felt great. And fourteen minutes it took. Fourteen freaking minutes. Because you're about to align yourself with Patriots fans. How do you do it? I got to go wash my hands. How do you look yourself in the mirror? <laughs> Your thoughts on this team? Your thoughts on why Belichick was nice to Mac Jones yesterday? Maz has a theory. I'm sure you have theories. There's open lines for the big boy at 617-779-0985. T right after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using the promo code WBZMASS and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Massachusetts only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Play it smart from the start with GameSense. GameSenseMA.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org in partnership with MGM Springfield. College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook Sportsbook app now and use code SPORTSHUB. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SPORTSHUB. The crown is yours. Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. Must be 21 plus. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com. Physically present in Massachusetts. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Now, more of Felger and Burge on the Sports Hub. 
And um, you, you guys claimed another quarterback, Matt Corral, um, the other day. You know, what, what goes into a decision to add another player there at the position? And, you know, what are you looking forward to working with him? Uh, yeah, well, Matt was available. And, and um, so, we'll, you know, add him to the to the group and, and see how it goes. Um, obviously, I haven't seen him on the field yet. Haven't worked with him, but, you know, based on what we saw at Carolina and, and going back to the college film in Mississippi, um, this player we wanted to work with. Relatively lukewarm endorsement there of the new quarterback. He was available. Uh, but, Maz, why was uh, Bill Belichick nice to Mac Jones yesterday? Look, I, I think the whole thing with Bill now, as it relates to uh, the quarterback, is coming from the owner. I, I, I think the whole thing is dictated by the owner. And Bill needs a quarterback on his side for lots of reasons. So, to me, the whole dynamic in Foxborough has changed because it feels to me like Robert has stepped in ordered better care of Mac Jones and has made Mac Jones the priority over everything else, including Bill Belichick. That's what it feels like to me. I agree. It's a subtext. And it's, so, like, I, I, I was thinking of the, the best way to summarize this whole thing, you know, Mike, coming in and I thought, what's their objective this year? What's their goal organizationally? And I think they're kind of scattered. Like, Robert wants Jones to be the objective. Bill's probably got his mind on that Shula record, but he has to appease Robert. So I think it's I I think they're they're being forced into lining up behind Jones. I think just broadly speaking, Maz, that you hit on. I think Bill's making nice with the owner. He made nice with the owner on the effing salary cap the week before, spinning that nonsense about cap dollars being the most important thing, not real dollars. Talk about music to an owner's ear, and then the next week it's. You know, he's finally playing ball with Mac Jones. So I think it's along those lines. And what else does, you know, it's Bill might as well get with the program now. Like there's, there's no other choice. You have a thought, big boy? Not really. I mean, you know, I, I definitely agree on the, the cap and cash thing. That was a startling turnaround for Bill Belichick uh, to, to admit the other day. And, you know, but the Jones stuff, like, I, you know, I just think they're in the spot. I mean, he has, he has no other choice than, to get on the the Mac trains, so to speak, and and I don't know if that really has a whole lot to do with the owner. I think it helps a little bit, but I don't think that's the main objective. Okay, and I think I think yeah. one more thing on this. You know, I just think that Bill put Mac Jones through a sort of Bill Parcells, Phil Sims type of summer. Like, you know, I I didn't like your mental stability last year. I didn't like your you all that stuff your intangibles and like you know I'm going to I'm going to press you on it. I'm going to treat you like dirt. I'm going to pretend you don't exist and let's see how you come out the other side of it. And I think that slowly Mac has earned back Bill's respect this summer. Okay, your thoughts as promised. Mike in New Hampshire, lead us off today. Uh, if if defense is going to be their primary sort of bright spot, nothing will ruin that better and faster than a quarterback who can't manage the game, untimely turnovers. Bad field position, three and outs. Why won't they hire somebody or find somebody, a mature journeyman who can be somebody to help him, Mac Jones, that is, if he is the future of the franchise? What is the aversion to that? Is there no talent out there? Are they, is he really not the future of the team? Like, I don't get that. I do. I'm glad they didn't sign a veteran backup. I, say what you will about Zappi. He, he did the job last year. He did. And so... Uh, and 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 I even think he's probably behind Matt Corral even at this point. But uh, Zappi didn't turn the ball over when he went in last year. 
and he just steered the ship. So what more do you need than what you got from Zappi last year? I wouldn't have gotten a guy either. I would have been just fine with him. And that's, you know, I'm stuck on that. I haven't changed my mind about that just because he had a bad August or got cut. I still think he's a fine backup. I just don't think Mac needs that guy anymore. He's in his third year in the league. He needed him year one. Probably could have used one year two if they didn't get into the whole Matt Patricia thing. Um, but that negated that. And he's in year three. He he understands the, the basics of the Patriots offense very well. He understands what Bill O'Brien is trying to do meshing some of the Alabama stuff. He comes from, you know, the same family. So he doesn't he doesn't need that caddy. Uh, the only reason that you would want that guy is if Mac Jones got hurt and more of a guy who's going to win you the tougher games. Like, could Bailey Zappi come in and beat the Browns and the Lions team on a five-game losing streak? Yeah. But, you know, go into Dallas. Well, who's going to do that who's on the street? Well, that's what I was just going to say. Well, I mean, at least, you know, there are some guys out there. I mean, you know, look at what Cooper Rush did last year. Or, you know, look at, you know, Colt McCoy, Case Keenum. These guys have won games before in this league. You know, some decent games. They've been in that position. And But, you know, Zappi, he just, he's physically overmatched in those games. He was physically overmatched against the Bears defense in the second half after, you know, he gave them a halftime lead. They had a halftime lead in that game. Thanks to Zappi. And he completely crumbled in the second half against a team that didn't win a game the rest of the year. That de- that defense was a little bit different. They still had the linebacker before he got traded. But he's he's just he's overmatched physically to to be like a you know help the team stay in playoff contention type of guy. Can I just add one more thing? Okay. Can we take the training wheels off the freaking kid? It's year three. What about Mac Jones? Yeah. What does he need a veteran guy behind him for as a mentor to come in in the win? It's on him now. Can we treat him like an adult? He's got Bill O'Brien here. You know, uh, uh, Fatso and Stupid are left. They, they're, they're not there anymore. So, you know, can, can we just treat the kid like an adult and uh, empower, empower him and take the training wheels off? Brett and Framingham, go. Yeah, I just think that, uh, you know, if you have a team that offensively sucks, which the Patriots suck, um, I think they're going to go, I, I literally think they're going to go four and 13. And I think what's going to happen is they're going to, the, the defense against us is going to go zero coverage and they're going to just say, look it, we, I, we don't think you can run and we don't think you can pass. So well, I'm just going to crowd the offensive line and we'll see what you can do. Okay. I, mean, I mean, I agree. That's how I'd play the Patriots. I'm sort of cut you off. Uh, that's definitely how I would play. The, I would crouch on them. And the Patriots can run if you let them. So take away the run, get up on the receivers, and prove that you can throw the ball down the field a little bit. Like in that, in that simple game plan against the Patriots? Mm-hmm. It was, what's interesting about this is that, you know, to beat this Eagles team specifically, this opener, they're probably going to have to basically do what Matt Patricia wanted to do. They're going to have to do a lot of quick game, a lot of screens, a lot, you know, RPOs, like they, you know, Why? simplify things because they can't block. So they can't they can't run a conventional passing game because they can't protect it. Right. Yeah. I mean, if they if you had the the top four guys out there all summer and you know had figured out, all right, we know exactly what we have at right tackle, and this is we know how we're going to help this guy along. You know, you see that all summer. I mean, they didn't have two of their starting guards like all year. I mean, three of their positions on the offensive line basically haven't practiced until like the last two weeks. Chris and Raynham, what do you got for us today? Hey, guys. Uh, 
this Brady thing this week is coming at the worst time. You talk about Belichick doing good with Kraft. Have you seen the praise that he's given Brady just yesterday on yes. uh, the other station? And that's another I mean, one, Chris. That's another Bill's just playing ball. He's getting along to get along. 100, 100%. Now, do you know if this uh, halftime, spec- if this is going to come at halftime or before the game? Halftime. Okay, so halftime. I mean, it's a very, very realistic possibility. Mac Jones doesn't play well. And then you have Tom Brady entering at halftime. Who yep. would be better? He could suit up tomorrow and be better than Mac Jones. And the fans are going to be nostalgic. It's going to be a great atmosphere. And then you you could literally hear Brady chant in the third quarter. Yep. What are they thinking by planting it like playing it this way? Because they're more concerned. Robert's more concerned with the pomp and circumstance of the day than he is about what's best for this football team. I mean, Bill might be talking nice, but deep down he has to hate this. Especially that it's happening week one. I think they're just hoping, let's hope it's close. Just have it be a close game at halftime where the crowd isn't getting restless and it doesn't invite that thing that Chris just said. Because you know, if you invite these Neanderthals to do it, they they will do it. Yes. So uh, keep it close. Have a close game at halftime. Uh, but so I'm like, I don't know. No one knows exactly what's happening, but it's supposed to be a halftime thing, not necessarily a pregame thing. Although, who knows? N- no one really knows. I think Bill's okay playing nice with Brady for now because they've patched it up. Well, it's like, you know, I said this on TV the other night. It's like, you have to be some kind of first class a hole to have Brady come in here week one and Bill Belichick go, I'm just here to talk about the Eagles. Oh, my God, you really? Like, I mean, if anyone would do it, it's him. Well, but, but it's, at some point, at some point, even Bill. Just, Bill, will you just get along to be with the program? And so he is. Not even he is capable of shutting down the Brady talk on, a, you know, when the owner orchestrates the whole thing. Bill's going to play along. I mean, especially when it feels like there has been kind of a, you know, a, a cooling. A detente, of a, for sure. Yeah, a detente is the right word. Correct. Like, you know, they he went on the podcast with them. It feels like they're all past that. Yeah. So what's he going to do? Kick up another cloud of dust? <laughs> no, and they, Bill, not, you think he might, but not even Bill. Not even Belichick's capable of doing that. Be awesome if he did, though. So it's just nothing but niceties and platitudes on all around, on, on, on everything. The I like entire the, week. I like the angry, petty oh, Bill better. Like, get back to us at 2-0. and oh. I'm sorry. 0-2. Oh Flip it. Get back to us at 0-2 oh or 1-3. and three. And we'll we'll see. We'll check in on the happy talk. Uh, coming up next, three up, three down. Trending up, trending down, heading into week one of the NFL season with the big boy after the headlines. College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lot is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SPORTSHUB. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SPORTSHUB. The crown is yours. Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. Must be 21+. plus. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com. Physically present in Massachusetts. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Being a lawyer is tough. Running a law firm? Even tougher. It's time to simplify your work by automating case management, client intake, and billing with Clio. 
the most trusted law firm software. <sighs> Learn more at Clio.com. Now, bring it back, bring it back. Now more of Felger and Mass on the Sports Hub. And now it's time for three. Touchdown, Patriots! Two big throws on this drive by Mac Jones, your quarterback. What a throw on the skinny. I'll take more of this, please. Three down. Put a jacket on him. He don't want to be out here. Sit him down. With Greg Bedard from BostonSportsJournal.com. Three up. I know you're very results-oriented. I get that. Three down. It's a fail all around. Fail, fail, fail. On Belger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. All right, this will usually be three up, three down from the previous Sunday's game, but now we'll do trending up, trending down, heading into the regular season since we have no game action to react to. But as always, three up, three down is brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Enjoy the game with the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cask matured Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please drink responsibly. Give me three guys trending up, heading into the year, Greg, in order, please. All three? Yeah, sure, might as well, because then we'll get back to okay. the ones. Uh Mac Jones, I thought that, look, Bill put the screws to him, and I thought he won the summer. I thought he emerged much better. He's in a good place. Um, you can just tell he's he's feeling himself again. So so Mac was number one. Uh, Trump Brown, number two. Uh, when he was out there, I thought that he had a really good summer. It took him a while to get out there, and he wasn't always out there. He's sort of doing a veteran thing, um, but... I think his his attitude has also been really good this year. So at least to start the season, uh, Trent Brown's in a really good place, and they really need that. And number three was Kendrick Bourne. I thought that he had a really good summer. I would have him higher on this list. I'm just afraid of, like, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, he might be the Patriots' leading receiver, like all this. Like, I just don't know how much he's going to play. I think he has a better chance to play early in the year. I think there might be a timeshare thing with Juju Smith-Schuster, but long-term, the Patriots are going to be a big 12-personnel team. They're going to go with Parker and Juju most of the time, and Kendrick's going to be more the third wide receiver off the bench. So, Greg, I'd like to congratulate you on your three-up. There's no backup guard in here. There's no swing tackle it's we've never heard of, Mass. All of them. No Lawrence guy. There's no freaking fat guy in the middle of the line. Not impressed. Mac yeah. Jones, Trent Brown, Kendrick Bourne. And we get those are, those are um, accessible. We call it accessible selections right for the public exactly consumable consumable very good mass uh mac jones kendrick Bourne, keon white hmm. those three guys the first two for the reasons greg said again I, i'm just basing them on the vibe and how it you know what kind of preseason they had i'm not even going by numbers on the field just sort of the whole progression of the player those guys are going back in the right direction again and white is new so i'm in that about the first two but white made an impact i mean he showed up people noticed him I think that kid could be a force. I think we all feel that way. Okay, three down. Let's do it. Christian Barmore. Um, I have high hopes for him this season, but if you were out on the practice field or watched the games, he didn't stand out at all. Not, not like he normally does. Um, like his rookie year and at times in, in training camp year two, it just was quiet. Now, you know, could he be lying in wait? Is there something is, are they also managing his knee or injury that he had last year sort of thing? That could be it. But I'm just telling you from what I saw in the practice field, uh, uh, Christian Barmore didn't stand out, which disappointed me. Can I ask you a serious uh, question? Yep. Interrupt here. Is he fat? No. 
I'm not, I'm not so. kidding. I saw, I saw when I saw him on video. I went. He looks out of shape. He I looks out of shape to me. I didn't notice. I mean, that's possible. I'll look a little bit closer. But I, you know, I he's always been a good in shape big man to me. Okay. Um, Just curious, Juju. I, I, you know, he's been pretty good in the red zone. That's about it. And and you know, I still think he's favoring the knee. I think the knee's an issue. He even said that he's basically working through it. From what I've been told. This is a – they're expecting him to be more full strength in time. I don't know how much time, a couple weeks, four weeks, six weeks. I don't know. So I think you could see a time-sharing uh, arrangement at number two wide receiver for the Patriots because of that, and that's just not good enough. After letting Jacoby Myers go, you know that guy would be going full tilt, durable, ready to go. Mac would be excited to have Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne and his type of guys. And number three for me – and I'm going to put a warning on this because Uh-oh. things could change at any minute. Oh, here, yeah, here comes the Connor McDermott. No, Bill the GM. Because where are the extensions? Where are they? Now, they could happen, and they typically happen right before the season opener for the Patriots. But, you know, guys like, you know, Kyle Duggar and, and Michael Wenu and, and Hunter Henry, you Uche. know, Josh Uche. I don't expect that uh, with Uche just because he's still a situational pass rusher for them. And there's a limit on how far they're going to go. Other teams won't care about that. So he's always going to have more value to other teams than he is the Patriots, similar to sort of Chandler Jones and some other people in the past. But th- they have to get some of these guys locked up. I mean, what are we doing here? Very accessible and uh, consumable suggestions today from the big boy. Good job, Greg. Excellent. Thank you. Finally. Maz, three down. Bailey's happy, number one. Thank I mean, you. again, like, you know, the, he completely got erased from the depth chart, basically. And independent of that, I thought he looked awful when he was out there. So I thought he went completely backwards. I thought he was the biggest loser on the team in camp. I know it's a backup quarterback, but he just vanished from the discussion. I also had Schuster second. Huge disappointment in camp. I'm willing to wait and see how it goes. But you bring in a guy as you're basically your primary offseason acquisition. He looked lousy in the preseason, barely get on the field, it felt like. And I put Cole Strange third. I know he wasn't out there. That bothers me. He's a second-year player. I still don't know if he can play. So there's a, I don't have the confidence in him that Greg does. I'll add an honorable mention to the down. I, Jack Jones, uh, you know, never mind the, the gun thing at Logan, which I'm curious if that's going to get settled here soon uh, heading into the year. Uh, but, you know, even independent of that, I, I, even the, the parts that I saw was just sort of – he's sort of strangely – borderline unhinged you know i mean you were out there in green bay greg right wasn't he like constantly picking with oh, guys yeah. and almost getting in fights and like always like that close to just sort of popping off he did pop off and storm off the practice field one day i mean that was a joke the pi that he took in tennessee i think it was a good sort of indication of what i'm talking about he didn't just interfere with the guy he like threw him to the ground like all like just sort of this weird uh edgy vibe that he has like at any moment he's about to just completely fly off the handle and playing deep into that you know last preseason game is generally a bad sign it was for zappy that's for sure so we'll see what happens with jack jones i mean that shoe still 
has to drop. All right, there's three up, three down. Promise, right back to your phones on everything in our long commercial-free segment next. College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SPORTSHUB. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SPORTSHUB. The crown is yours. Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. Must be 21+. plus. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com. Physically present in Massachusetts. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Michael Felger is the man. I'm the freaking man. At least he thinks so. Why wouldn't you want me? Why shouldn't you want me? The audience, eh, not so much. You know how ridiculous you sound. It's the man and man. You tools don't know what you're talking about. 98.5 The Sports Hub. Shoot well, my man. Go ahead. Oh, my God, you missed. Yeah. <laughs> That's pathetic. That was Come on, like Billy. Me. Okay. Where's the mic? Whoa. That sounds like he hit something. You got to you gotta show. Okay, Jesus Christ. Would you hit him? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Just the abuse <laughs> I usually Dang it, go. Look. Seriously, though, Billy, would you throw the damn thing? What do you got? Lower right, it looked like. Okay, yeah. Jalen Rigor from TCU. Okay. Jalen Rigor. Rigor. <laughs> How do you spell it? R-E-A-G-O-R. Okay, Jalen Rigor. Jalen Rigor. Uh, so is that another Felgermas big board hit? Yeah, all they're oh, going to do is... Yeah, we take credit for that. I mean, so that was during the pandemic. If you're watching on the simulcast, NBC Sports Boston, time gone by. Billy Lanny. Uh, no one was in here. It was just me. You two guys were remote because we're all separated during the pandemic. The 2020 draft, we hit on Jalen Rager. Rigor. How do you pronounce it? Rigor. Wh- whatever. He blows. He's on your practice squad. Why do I get the sneaky feeling and sinking feeling he's going to be on the field on Sunday against Philadelphia, Greg? I don't know. I don't know why you think that. Because uh, Devontae Parker's still working at the lower field and Juju Smith-Schuster isn't quite right. And... He's not your typical. I know the practice squads are different than they used to be. I, I I get it. I get it. But he's been in the league. And so it's like, I don't know. I feel like he's here for a reason other than just to be a practice squad guy. What, to give him a look off the cards? I don't know. I mean, I just think, you know, they, they took a chance on a guy who was has physical tools to be a first-round pick. So they're giving him sort of an extended tryout. I mean, could he be active for the game because they need bodies? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, yes, that's I, what I'm saying. I doubt it. I mean, I think that they're, they're more likely. Did they sign Farrell Brown, the tight end, to yes. the active roster? So they have three tight ends that are going to be active. You know, I think they're just going to go with uh, Parker practice yesterday. We'll see. But I assume it's going to be Parker. Juju's going to be active. Kendrick Bourne's going to be active. You know, if anybody's going to be Butte, he's going to be the guy who's Booty's going to be the guy who is he active or not active uh, for a bulk of the season. Who's the second quarterback? Uh, it'd be Zappy. They'll promote him because you can promote uh, up to three players from the practice squad 
up to the active roster. It'll be Zappi will be the backup, and um, what's his name? Corral will be the third quarterback. He'll probably be inactive. Wouldn't be surprised. Okay, and not the emergency third thing. Nah, I don't know if they need to do that. Week one. Okay, so you've got to, you know, they the third guy has to be on the active roster. be on the 45. Correct. Or 46. Is it 46? No, whatever. He has to be on the active roster. So they sort of squared that away. Uh, oh, oh, during the week, I finally figured out the loophole that the Pats were about to exploit that the league covered up. Do you know what it is? Oh, yes, you couldn't. Um, your third guy couldn't be on the practice squad. The ori- no, he could be. The original wording was, that your third quarterback had to be declared the third quarterback and moved up to the 53, saying nothing of the second quarterback. So your second quarterback could be one of those three practice squad guys that you move up, not being on the 53, but he could be on the game day, and he's your second quarterback, but you're not calling him a quarterback because the original wording said you didn't have to declare the second quarterback you know, again, not thinking that a guy like Bill would, of course, say, well, ha, ha, they didn't say declare your second quarterback. They said just declare your third. So they sent it out this week saying both the second and third have to be declared as the second and third and moved on to your 53. So that's that's how they close up that loophole on the Patriots. But either way, um, and what's your offensive line, Greg? So that's interesting. So I was just going through that. Yeah, um, of course so you were. Trent, <laughs> Trent Brown at left tackle. And I'm just judging off what they've traditionally done, especially with guys who have been out of action. Because you're talking, there's three guys, Cole Strange, Michael Wendell, and Calvin Anderson, who haven't practiced a bulk of the summer. They're not, I would think that Belichick, Belichick would say they're not football, quite football ready yet. So in that case, Brown, wait for this, Brown at left tackle, a rotation between Cole Strange and Antonio Maffi at left guard once in a while. Yep, I got it. A rotation... At right guard between Michael Wenu and either Jake Andrews or City So, one of the two rookies. So you have three rookies possibly rotating in at right guard. And right tackle will be a rotation between Calvin Anderson and Vidarian Lowe, uh, the the new guy from the Vikings. So I look, do I think that's gonna happen? Is that eight Probably guys not. on the active roster? Is that usually how they do they usually activate three uh, eight? Offensive line? Yes, you usually have a swing tackle and somebody who can play go- uh, center if need be. That would be Jake Andrews yep. and another interior guy. Or you know, so so would make a lot of sense as a he's only practiced at right tackle, so it's hard for me to say. Oh well, they suddenly moved him inside and he's the guy at right guard. Uh, but that's the way I think they're going to go. What's your lineup in the secondary? Uh, my lineup in the secondary would be um, Christian Gonzalez at number one cornerback. Good luck against A.J. Brown. Um, I think they're going to play a lot of zone, first of all. I don't think they're going to play a lot of man, not for a, a, a bulk of the season until they feel like they're ready. So um, a lot of two-deep zone. I think it's going to be uh, Christian Gonzalez. I think Jonathan Jones will be the number two cornerback. Then we'll slide inside on third down, and Jack Jones will be the other boundary cornerback. Okay, where's Marcus Jones? I don't think he has much of a role on defense. I mean, you know, they have so many safeties. I mean, I wasn't impressed with his camp at all. He did not stand out. He he didn't really take the next step at cornerback. And, you know, safety is the big thing. You know, how are they going to do it? They they look like they don't really trust Jalen Mills back there. Uh, But, you know, could they have been hiding some things in that regard? It's possible. But I think Adrian Phillips is going to get a bulk of the quote-unquote deep free safety stuff, but I do think they're going to do a lot of split safeties, a lot of two deep safeties. Okay, let's grab some calls here before we hit the top of the hour. Buster and Longmeadow. Yes, Buster. 
the only factors that are going to make a difference this year, it's not X's and O's, it's weather and injuries. And you got a, you got a head coach in Bill Belichick who's been neutered by the owner and perfectly happy with riding out his tenure, as you can tell by not signing a legit offensive lineman or a receiver a la Hopkins. And they might get swept in the division this year. You have a reinvigorated Aaron Rodgers who, you know, he's a puddle in the playoffs, but he's going to pick you apart. Tua isn't great, but the Pats will get trounced by them because they have horses at wide receiver. You do not have any horses. And they were humming the start last year. And then Buffalo is still Buffalo. So they got their work cut out for Yeah, Buster, I do not have the Pats in last place. And I can't tell you who's going to fall apart, but don't tell me that between Miami, the Jets, and Buffalo, who haven't been able to get out of their own way for 30 years, they're all going to put it together. I don't believe that. I believe one of those is going to fall apart in some way, shape, or form. I'd be surprised if it were the Bills, but don't hold me to it. The Pats are not going to finish in last place. Someone else will. That's my prediction. But we know what those are are good for. Brandon in Boston. Go, Brandon. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my phone call. So, you know, I expect the upset. I think uh, the Patriots do beat the Eagles. I mean, if you look at the Chiefs in that Super Bowl, their main ingredient to beating them was that running game. Um, believe it or not, Patrick Mahomes didn't really light it up like he thought. He only threw for 182 yards. But if you look at the rushing, um, Isaiah rushed for 76 yards, Patrick Mahomes 44, McKinnon 34 uh, yards. So I think, you know, if you – Well, let me just stop you. Uh, Greg, can the Pats run on the Eagles? No, not not, <laughs> not this version. See, what people have to understand is, like, first of all, there's a lot of people in Philly who think that – Jonathan Gannon going to Arizona as the head coach. He was their defensive coordinator last year. And Sean Desai now being the defensive coordinator is a huge net gain. You know, basically like Matt Patricia going to Detroit and Brian Flores stepping in. So there's a lot of people in the, in Philly that believe that, that he is more of a – and Gannon had a lot of issues. They got run on in the season opener last year. So the Eagles did start the season 8-0. And I, I don't know if we're going to talk about it later, but if you – I know we've been critical of the Patriots offseason – or training camp and all that stuff. If there's any team that did less than the Patriots, it's the Eagles. But they did it also last year. They started 8-0. However, in the opener, they only beat the Lions like 38-35. DeAndre Swift, who is now on the Eagles as their running back, uh, probably had his best game of the season. Uh, They could not stop the run. A lot of people blame Gannon for that, that he didn't play like Jordan Davis. And you got to, Jordan Davis is now in year two. They didn't play him very much at all as a rookie. Jalen Carter is there now. I do think the big way that I think the Patriots are going to, how they're going to move the ball in this game is they're going to try to take advantage of the linebackers on the Eagles. N'Kobe Dean is stepping in as a second year, first year, sort of first time starter. Um, Small. Small uber aggressive runs all over the place that's why you're going to do a lot of like rpos quick game you know end around get him moving and crazy and but the thing is you got to get to the second level against this defense and that's going to be tough and also reed blakenship is their new safety you know made some starts last year but you know up the middle they're a little susceptible so i expect the patriots to do a lot of movement get the linebackers moving get the safeties moving and target the middle of the field Real quick, Brian and Milton. Go, Brian. Hey, Brian. Uh, first time, long time. I got a hypothetical for you guys, but I want to give Selger a quick shout-out for his dance moves this weekend on Nantucket. He really patented the wacky, waving, inflatable tube-guy move. Anyways, do you think Brady at 46 could win more games than Mac Jones this year with the current roster? Okay. I don't know what he's talking about. The first thing? 
Is Mac Jones is is Tom Brady right now better than Mac Jones? Yeah, yeah, yes. probably, probably, probably. All right, let's pick uh, up your calls, uh, better ones on the other side. First, a ninety second update from Murray. No commercials here. Don't go anywhere. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using the promo code WBZMASS and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Massachusetts only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Play it smart from the start with GameSense. GameSenseMA.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org in partnership with MGM Springfield. College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook Sportsbook app now and use code SPORTSHUB. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SPORTSHUB. The crown is yours. Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. Must be 21 plus. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com. Physically present in Massachusetts. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football like never before at MGM. Sign up using the promo code WBZMASS and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Massachusetts only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Play it smart from the start with GameSense. GameSenseMA.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org in partnership with MGM Springfield. B-Pod Studios. The Felger Mass Podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Are you ready for this? Do, 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 do. It's Felger and Mass. Oh, stupid, my uh, God. Oh. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub. I don't think we've talked to you since roster cuts. Uh, so what what went into the decision to uh, waive Bailey Zappi? Yeah, well, all the, all the roster decisions are, you know, based on what we feel like is best for our football team. And uh, so there's a number of things involved there. But uh, glad to have Bailey and continue to work with him. Uh, still think he's a you know good young developing player. And so we'll keep working with him. Yeah, that was Belichick on Zappy yesterday. Uh, Patriots assistant spoke today, and I thought Bill O'Brien gave an interesting answer that we'll play for in a second. But first, it's hour number two of a Big Boy Tuesday with Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal. I know it's a Tuesday, but it's ostensibly a reentry Tuesday. So reentry Mondays, reentry Tuesdays are brought to you by Blue Bear Plumbing. When it comes to plumbing, heating, and air, no one compares to Blue Bear. When you call Blue Bear, you can expect expert service from their friendly staff for all your heating and plumbing services. For more information or to book your appointment today, visit BlueBearPlumbing.com. Let's hear Bill O'Brien today on the Zappy question. I'm just curious. Um, we've made a lot about uh, Bailey Zappy being uh, put on the practice squad or, you know, the team 
you know, basically letting him go or taking a chance with him. What did you see from him? And what did you think he was having a little difficulty with your offense? Bailey's a much improved player. I think, you know, every year is different when it comes to, uh, you know, Bill's decisions with Matt Groh uh, relative to what the 53-man roster can look like. You know, those are conversations that, you know, I'm not really a part of all that. You know, I, I know that Bailey's improved. I'm really happy that he's back with us. Bailey's a young player, as, as a lot of these guys are. They're, they're, you know, when you talk about a guy only going into his second year, there's, there's a lot of improvement that's been made, and there's a good future. And so, like, it's really good that we have Bailey back. We can continue to work with him, and, you know, he's a good guy to work with. He works very hard, and so we're, we're happy to have him back and, um, you know, have him as a part of this football team. Okay, didn't answer the question. He was asked if he had trouble with your offense. O'Brien didn't answer it. Mm-hmm. Just said he works hard. But I thought the first part of that answer was him protesting a little too much, Maz. That's, I was going to ask you that. He went out of his way to say that. Yeah, those are Bill's to say Bill and Matt Groh make those decisions. I'm not a party to those. I can't tell you what Bill decides every year on his 53. That's between him and Matt Groh. And he was very careful to be at arm, arm's length of having anything sound like he had anything to do with the decision on the roster because that is ostensibly Bill Belichick's domain. I happen to think that Bill O'Brien has been given some uh, sway there when it comes to the offense, scheme, personnel, the whole kit and caboodle. And if you ask me, the whole arc of the quarterback position this offseason, from the, the, the good camp from Mac Jones and the growing support behind him, to the release of Bailey Zappi, to the signing of Matt Corral, has Bill O'Brien's fingerprints all over it, from soup to nuts. And O'Brien is just smart about it. And he's going to, you know, play that off as I have nothing to do with any of that because he knows how the game is played down there and how sensitive people are to their roles down there. But I think he just gave it away. Doth protest too much, Maz, that whole thing. I mean, that's how I took it. Again, he offered up the information, which is like, but where's this coming from? You weren't even asked that. Yeah, I had nothing to do with deciding whether he was on the practice squad. I mean, again, he volunteered it. It's not what he was asked. The other part is, I think he did answer it about Zappi in a sort of subtle, roundabout way. Bailey's a really young player. And every year is different. Right. And like when you say a guy's a really young player, you're implying that he's got a lot to learn. Like that's how I took it. Like there's a a lot of room left there. He, you know, he's, he's not ready for being a backup, at least not in the offense I'm running right now. That's, you know, he tried not to rip the kid, but that's how I took it. Like, so I think he gave it two answers there. What do you think, Greg? How much influence does O'Brien have uh, on the offense, the scheme, the personnel, the whole thing? Personnel, I'm not sure. I mean, a decent amount, but, you know, I, I wouldn't say that his fingerprints are all over this to me. I think, look, the Patriots, like any other NFL team, they have these personnel meetings and they discuss every single player on the roster. And I'm sure there was a discussion in the room about, like, you know, where do we think Bailey is? I mean, you know, how's he looking this? He didn't have a good summer at all. Um, and I think the discussion was, can we do better here? Can we get somebody with a little bit more upside? And I, I like Corral, some of Corral. You know, you know, he's, I think he's kind of small. Um, you don't love him. Give me your scouting report. I read it. Yeah, he he's a little small. He's a little... 
He, he likes to run. He doesn't read defenses that well or hasn't been asked to at this point. The Carolina system was very simple. The Alabama or the, the, the Lane Kiffin Ole Miss system that he came from, very simple. And that's the way he plays, that he doesn't, he doesn't really see the field. Sometimes he's very slow to his reads. I don't think he's a great fit for this offense. I'm sure I could be wrong. Um, I think he's he's more of the sort of wildcat, sort of you know Baker Mayfield, Johnny Manziel, Gardner. I'd rather have Gardner Minshew. I mean, he has much more experience and much more same type of player. I think he's better. Um, but you know, look, he's he's got some traits. He's got a decent arm. I wouldn't say it's a great arm, and he's got an athletic ability that I think is getting better because he's coming off a foot injury. So I don't think he's quite there yet. But, you know, look, get him in the system, see what happens. Tell me about his wonderlick. <laughs> it was according to Bob McGinn at the time it was fifteen. Which is which is extremely low for a quarterback. Which was wasn't it the lowest on the board? It was I think that is correct. Yeah. Yeah. And we so, took the Wonderlick once. Remember this? Uh no. No, go ahead anyway. Yeah, I mean it's that's not a huge indicator. The Patriots often rely on another test. Um and I'm sure they went through it. They they scouted Corral and all those quarterbacks very closely um, in that draft. And so uh, they, when it comes time, when the guy's released, they look at their college scouting report first and then look at the pro film. And plus they have Pat Stewart in-house now who used to be a VP with the Panthers, was part of the, the group that, that drafted him there. And then Matt Rule got fired. And, of course, you know, now uh, what's his name? Frank Reich wants his own type of guy. So, uh, look, I think he's got a chance. But I wouldn't, you know, get all excited about this. You know who had the top wonderlick last year of the quarterbacks? Bailey Zappi. <laughs> well, yeah, but they go by a different test, Mark. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, Patriots got to have their own test. The Patriots <laughs> hand the answers in. Yeah, no, 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 no. They, 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 can't, they can't use the same test everyone else does. They're going to come up with their own. Meanwhile, Jalen Rager, are you afraid you're going to see him on Sunday? I am. Randy at uh, in Alabama. Go ahead, Randy. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm calling because, I mean, Mike, uh, you said that there must be some reason that they signed him to the practice squad um, that, and you thought he's going to play. But to me, he, his first two years was with the Eagles, and so it's an intelligence operation. I don't think he's going to play on Sunday. Oh, he's intelligence. So he's going to be there to break down the Eagles and give you the inside secrets ah, into the Eagles. Yes, hey, guys, right, no again. one's ever tried that before. No, a step ahead. That's right. I forgot. Kevin in Connecticut. Go ahead, Kevin. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, just to follow up on that guy, um, he's not giving any information to the uh, to the Patriots on the Eagles. He's pretty much the Eagles' Nikhil Harry, if you want to think about it like that, because the person that was drafted right after him, the pick after him in the 2020 draft, was Justin Jefferson of the Vikings. Mm, yep. So so you can see there's a video of the entire you know Vikings draft uh, mindset and they're laughing at the Eagles for taking Jalen Rager. And I cannot tell you, they, they, they rushed to the podium. They couldn't get there fast enough to draft Justin Jefferson. So this guy is just another cheapo that Bill's cheaping out on, and he's getting everyone else's trash, and that's all I got to say, boys. Thank okay. you. Okay. Tommy and Lynn, what do you got to say today? Hey, what's up, boys? This is what I got to say today. I have a question for uh, Greg Bedard. Greg Bedard. What yeah, side of the ball are you worried about more? The offense? Because I know this year has to be the biggest year in Mac's year in the third year with a real offensive coordinator again this year. With a real one. And he's not worried with those two bozos from last year that they have. 
but now he has a real one. But are you worried about the offensive line? Is that the side of the ball you're going to worry about, the offense and the offensive line with that? Without, without question, Tommy. Uh, the offense and the offensive line in particular is – uh, my biggest worry on this team, and I, I just don't think you can, I don't think you can win many games without good line play. Um, I think they're they're a little tedious, you know, they're a little tenuous on the defensive line, especially on the interior. Like I said, they're one injury away from being short at defensive tackle and stopping the run. Um, you know, I do like their ends and, and their other things there, uh, but the offensive line is just you have to hold your breath. I mean, this is, you know, buckle up because this is not the team to go in and not be sure about what you have on the offensive line. How much is Godshaw making again? 10 million bucks. Oh my God. Was it that much? Was it something like that? that. Oh God. Like I, I, you bring up the interior of the defensive line too. In addition to Tommy saying about the offense, I'm like, Oh right. Devin Godshaw. It was like, it was like the best defensive lineman in the league. According to bill. Yes. His cap number is 10.5. Cause we all know that. Cash. No, he signed. Cap means more than cash. Two years, twenty million dollars. Uh, He's in the second million, year of it. Ten million crackers for that waste of space. There it is. Ten questions with Badad right after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using the promo code WBZMASS and receive up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Twenty-one years of age or older to wager. Massachusetts only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus Bets expire seven days from issuance. Play it smart from the start with GameSense. GameSenseMA.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org in partnership with MGM Springfield. College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SportsHub. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SportsHub. The crown is yours. Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. Must be 21 plus. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com. Physically present in Massachusetts. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Now, more of Felger and Mad. Now, on, on, on the Sports Hub. You want the answer? You've got to ask the question. Do you have an opinion based on if you had to go with your gut, what, which way it would go? Uh, Sometimes you have to ask it over and over and over again. Why, 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 why? This is 10 Questions with Greg Bedard and Felger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. All right, weekly feature here. If you want to know why we uh, played Pearl Jam Love Boat Captain, a riot act, I believe, you're going to have to go back into the Wiggy Files. It's an old thing. So look it up. Uh, meanwhile, Bedard, 10 questions, 10 minutes. We have to stay on time. What are our buzzer options there, Kev? Matt Corral. Yep. <laughs> Who the hell is that? <laughs> that was our breaking news analysis of the Matt Corral signing. We were right on it. Next. Heard you played tennis, rich boy. <laughs> what are you talking about? I Something just... I did as a kid. 
Matt to Matt Corral taking on Mac Jones after he beat the bag out of Gretzky's kid. He's now coming after Mac Jones. Next. We're a freaking virus. We just need a host. Now we've sucked him dry. Now we'll go to the next guy. That's our commentary on the backup quarterback. We're just a virus looking for a host. We've sucked Zappy dry. We are now going to attach ourselves to Matt Corral and give you the same line of bull crap with just the next guy. Bring more blood. Next. And Milliken, with all due respect, I don't think you have the physical capacity oh, to scurry. I will beat you to the parking lot. <laughs> uh, next. Last one. See, you're having a hard time picking up the offense, eh, money bags? <laughs> Leave me alone, Corral. <laughs> Love it. That's the reenactment. That's what's going to be between Corral and Mac Jones. Uh, Hit it, number 10. Mac Corral. Yep. <laughs> Who the hell is that? Number 10. Who's the most overrated team heading into the 2023 season? Chiefs. I don't like the whole uh, Chris Jones thing. They have no wide receivers. Kelsey gets hurt today. Like, I don't know. It's all, they're coming off the Super Bowl title. There's usually a slump after that. I don't like it. Oh, sorry. I thought Murray was going to go. Uh, I thought about the Chiefs, by the way. Chargers. Justin Herbert. Please, that kid's a loser. He's your classic, like, put up numbers kind of quarterback. 500 player. Detroit, I want to believe. I really do because they've turned out to be one of the more fun teams last year. The arrow is seemingly pointing up, but there's too much national love for the Lions. They're still the Lions. Nobody should be picking them to win the division or make the playoffs. It's Detroit. More on, Murray. more on them in a second. Next. Heard you played tennis, rich boy. <laughs> what are you talking about? I Something just... I did as a kid. Number nine, most underrated team in the league. Seahawks. I like the Seahawks. I think they're really good. I think the defense is coming on. They had... Those those young cornerbacks, I think um, the quarterback, what's his name? Just Geno Smith. He, that guy can play. He is really good. Uh, I think the Seahawks are going to be really good. I, I placed a little wager on them uh, a while ago. I think they're going to be good. Jacksonville. I like the Jags. Six and one in their final seven last year. Made the playoffs. Good young quarterback. Fast defense. They're coming. And their division blows. They're going to be in the playoffs. Green Bay. If Jordan Love's even halfway decent, they're solid everywhere else. And that funk of Aaron Rodgers not wanting to be there the last couple of years is going to be out of that room. I'm not going to be surprised if they win the division. Murray, two for two so far. Next. We're a freaking virus. <laughs> we just need a host. Now we've sucked him dry. Now we'll go to the next guy. We're take parasites. Uh, number eight, the NFL surprisingly did not outlaw the rugby-style quarterback sneak that the Eagles have used more effectively than anyone in the league. Should it have? Should the league have outlawed that play? Uh, yeah, I, I think they should have um, just because it's stupid play. Somebody's going to get hurt. But the reason they didn't do it, they took out the rule in, I think, 2005 where it used to be you couldn't aid a running back. Right. But it was just too hard to officiate because it was like, all right, well, what if you have an offensive lineman just standing there, but somebody's pushing the offensive lineman into the ball? Like, it, it was too hard to officiate, so that's why they took it out. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. Now, when I say that, I'm not talking about the, you know, everybody line up and push the running back. I'm talking about the, the sneak that they run with Jalen Hurts. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't understand why that. So you have a great offensive line and a tough quarterback, and you can because you up. line up three guys behind him and they all push like it's a rugby scrum. Okay, it's, so, it's a rugby play, not a football play. Yeah, so I don't love the pushing part of it, but I think there. I don't. I no mean, pushing. Yeah, I don't like the pushing part either. It's a greasy tactic, and it should have been banned. I don't Ab know why they didn't. Absolutely should have been banned. It's not American football. It's rugby. It's European rugby. It's not American football, and I'm surprised they didn't outlaw it. It's interesting. I was talking to a Patriots player today. He's like, you know, how do you defend it? He says, don't let him get in fourth and one. And, like, that's going to be the focus. Like, the uh, implication there is, uh, Hurts is what, like 250? 
Yeah, oh yeah, he's big, a big boy. Big. And uh, you know, they got a great offensive line and the way they just they just nail it every time. You're not going to stop. They scored they pick it up 97% of the time or something stupid like that. So the answer was don't let them get fourth and one on third and three. Treat it like third and one, and don't let them let them get to, you know get in that situation. Good luck with that. I would say next, and Milliken, with all due respect, I don't think you have the physical capacity oh, to scurry. I will beat you to the parking lot. <laughs> Number seven thoughts on Detroit being given the opening night game at Kansas City. Dumb, hate it. Don't do some trendy team that didn't make the playoffs. It's got to be against a like a real blue blood, somebody on their schedule. This reminds me, I covered the Dolphins. Nick Saban's first year, they won their final six or seven games to finish 9-7 and seven just out of the playoffs. They were on the cover of Sports Illustrated. They brought in Dante Culpepper. Oh, where the tra- they were the Detroit Lions. They gave them the Thursday night game at Pittsburgh, and they got, I mean, it was a competitive game, but they got completely outclassed. They had started the season 1-6, and six and Saban was looking for an exit. It's colossally stupid colossally stupid again you know what the sunday night game is dallas and the giants two great rivals monday night buffalo and the jets aaron Rodgers. opening night give me something big detroit right give me the chargers i want to put the chargers i was just gonna say might as well put the chargers on there no the chargers should be on their division rival right exactly with a marquee quarterback right exactly or detroit yeah and i don't even know if cincinnati's on their schedule but whatever you get the idea Something like that, Detroit. Well, I don't mind them not wasting KC Cincinnati on opening week. Like that's a November, November, yeah, November yeah, yeah. sweep kind of game. But did you, you're going to take the cheese on Detroit like that and put them on national, the most overrated team in the league. Stupid. And now you're going to put them on Thursday night? Ridiculous. Agreed. Next. See, you're having a hard time picking up the offense, eh, money bags? <laughs> Leave me alone, Corral. Number six, will Deion Sanders ultimately land in the NFL as a head coach? Do you think he works at the pro level? I'm not sure whether he lands here. He might just like the power that he has in college, and he could change his over his roster. That's what you get into. These guys who come from college, like Nick Saban, you know, he couldn't change over his roster, and he got frustrated. He's like, I'm going back to college. So Deion will have to think about that. I think he'd be great in the pros. Dallas would be the team. No and no. What? I don't think it works in the NFL. I think he's too much. What works? His whole clown Awesomeness? Act. How's that a clown act? Because I think his players would laugh at no. him eventually. It no, would not work. Buy it. It's total buy-in. It would not work eventually. What about Dion here? NFL's Belichick's successor. No, God, no, thank you. It's you don't yes. think the players would buy into that? No. It's yes and yes. He gets respect, mad respect from like young players, old players, guys that have played. It doesn't matter. Like This would work. And now he's going to change that program in Colorado for the better. GMs are going to follow it all over themselves to give him a mountain of money. He'll end up in the NFL and it'll work. No, it's a college thing. You can only act like that in college. It doesn't last in the NFL. I don't agree. Next. Matt Corral. (laughs) Who the hell is that? (laughs) Number five, tool bag question. Who's the biggest tool bag Philadelphia Eagle of all time? Terrell Owens, T.O., as in tool bag of the century. That guy was Remember when he did push-ups in his, course. In his driveway? Of course. What a tool. It's T.O. I mean, it's too easy. Yes, Terrell Owens. It's Freddie Mitchell, who acted like he was as good as Terrell Owens, who did the stupid WWE championship belt thing. He sucked and was a tool. I'll add uh, Buddy Ryan as an uh, honorable mention. Nelson Aguilar. Next. <laughs> We're a freaking virus. We just need a host. Now we've sucked him dry. Now we'll go to the next guy. Who's your favorite Eagle of all time? Late defensive coordinator Jim Johnson uh, of those Andy Reid teams. Ten years that he was there, they were unbelievable. Went to five NFC championship games. His teams only gave up 18 points. He was 
he set the course for guys like John Harbaugh, Spagnolo, Ron Rivera, Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott. All came from his tree. He was innovative with his blitzing, second half adjustments. He was an incredible defensive coordinator. I thought this guy was so underrated as a player when he played in the league. No one ever talks about him. Harold Carmichael. Love yep. him. I mm-hmm. thought he was absolutely terrific. Six foot eight, wide receiver, big, tough. He was six good, eight. Six eight. Good in the big. red zone. He's in the Hall of Fame. He was a four-time All-Pro. Harold Car. I loved Harold Carmichael. Brian Dawkins, big hits, great picks. Would have made yep. a great Patriot during that time. I loved Brian Dawkins. Next, <laughs> heard you played tennis, rich boy. <laughs> what are you talking about? Something I, just... I did as a kid. <laughs> Richard Deitch, is that how you pronounce it? At the Athletic, is a media writer. Surveyed four thousand readers in the Athletic on their favorite NFL broadcasting teams, meaning you know, booth pairings. Would you believe that Nance and Romo led the way with 29% beating in order Burkhart and Greg Olson, Buck and Aikman, Tarico and Collinsworth, and Michaels and Herb Street brought up the rear at 9%. Your thoughts on that order? Dumb readers. We have much smarter readers over at BSJ, by the way. Um, I, I can't believe they said Nance and Romo. Romo, he was really good until he got the bag. And then he just stopped working. You could tell. He does not watch film. He doesn't call anybody. He just goes there and just... Like lets it go. Doesn't doesn't study at all. I think I think Buck and Aikman are by far the best to me, and they're they're prepared. You got Buck's humor. Aikman is not afraid to criticize people now. Like I think he's great. I did. To me, the top two are Buck and Aikman and Tariko and Collinsworth. Agreed. So you can put those in any order you want because I think they're both terrific. Both of those pairs. Uh, you know, and I would put uh, uh, Burkhardt and Olsen before Romo. Absolutely. Now. Nance and Romo to me are fourth. Romo, yeah, because I mean, Romo's Nance, the worst. Yeah, and Nance is fine. Like I got yeah. no issue with Nance. Romo to me is like become well, a clown. Fourth is not last because that Michaels Herb Street thing. Bad. That's the worst. That's last. That's that, Mickey Mouse. Al Michaels has given up too. Yeah, Buck and Aikman are the top two. I'm with Herb these guys. Street next. See, you're having a hard time picking up the offense, eh, money bags? <laughs> Leave me alone, Corral. Deitch also asked his readers what current player or coach would make the best analyst. Sean McVay led the polling with 31%. Belichick came in sixth with 5%. Two questions. Do you think Bill would be good? And then subsequently, who would you like to see in the job? Bill would have great information, but he'd be terrible in terms of personality. And he would have to have somebody really carry him. I I think he'd be bad at it. Uh, I would like to see uh, Vikings coach Kevin O'Connell. That guy gives great press conference. I think he would be awesome in the job. Uh, Bill could be good. I mean, I think, like, if he really wanted to do it and break it down and tell you what was going on and how something would or wouldn't work, I think he could be great at it, but he just doesn't have the capacity to, like, do it yeah, on w- camera. And would he criticize his fellow coaches well, right. in public? Right. But I if he, I don't see no, it. No, not in public, but he would do it privately. Oh, yeah. So, like, uh, to me, he'd be dynamite if he really wanted to invest in it. Who would I want to see? I, I, I think I'd be entertained by Andy Reid. And I think, uh, and, but again, I don't know if he, he's such a bad press conference, Maz. He's like the worst. He says nothing. I, I don't think he'd be good. I think Harbaugh would be good. Is it Jim or John? At, John, with, John, he crossed my mind. With Ravens. Baltimore, because he, yeah. he doesn't, you know, it feels like he doesn't give a crap. So he, he you know, the key is you got to have someone who's going to take people on. 
When, when criticize him. When if Harbaugh relaxed, if he, once he got in the job for a couple of years, I think he'd be good. Initially, I think he'd be awful. He's, really? he's one of these bro coach, coach speak guys at the microphone. It wouldn't work with Bill because I think he'd be too monotone. I'd want to keep Tlaib in the booth if they'd let him be a keep Tlaib. Bust balls, go after guys, talk like trash. Last one. Matt Corral. Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell is that? Give me the Super Bowl teams. <laughs> Bengals, 49ers. Uh, I'm going to go Jacksonville or Baltimore. In San Francisco. Was this Peter or, King? Or, like, what, what, like everyone one. gets a medal? I don't want to give you too much Jacksonville. I told you I like the Jags. They think they give me who you got. Okay, Baltimore, San Francisco. Uh, I got the Niners and Bengals. Bengals winning. Okay, wow. there we go. Better way. You know who Sarone Battle had yesterday? Oh, I heard about this. I think it was Jets. I know it was the Jets. I can't remember who he had him beating because it's just the Jets were ringing in my ear. He has the Jets winning the Super Bowl. Seahawks, I think, wasn't it? I can't remember. Doesn't matter. I Look almost picked up. the Seahawks. Jets. He's got the Jets. All right, that's concludes 10 questions. Your thoughts uh, right after these words. College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SPORTSHUB. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SPORTSHUB. The crown is yours. Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. Must be 21 plus. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com. Physically present in Massachusetts. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Uh, Tom Brady returns on Sunday, a ceremony, things like that. Um, yes. Your thoughts on having him back in the building. Last time he was there for a game, he was with Tampa, but being back, you know, uh, as a Patriot, so to speak, for a day. Yeah, well, it'd be great to see Tom. Um, you know, Tom's meant so much to, you know, his team, this organization, me personally. Uh, it's been, um, it was a tremendous experience to be able to, to coach him and, and for us to, you know, share the things that we share together in our player-coach relationship, um, um, you know, I mean, certainly recognizing him for all of his great achievements here uh, is, is more than appropriate. And uh, you know, look forward to seeing him and, and glad that he's, you know, getting the, um, you know, getting a lot of recognition and, and appreciation for that because he, he certainly deserves it. Bill Belichick yesterday and the Brady thing. You have any thoughts on it, Maz, at this hour? Did you say me or Greg? Uh, you. Oh. I said you. Yeah, I think he's going out of his way. I mean, I say out of his way now. They've clearly patched it up. Like, you know, now he gushes every time he talks about Brady. It's like a completely different thing than, than what he was saying when the uh, guy just left here. But what's he going to do? It's like they're honoring him. He's coming back this week. Is Bill still going to be a pill about the whole thing? No, listen, I get it. I'm not telling you I don't get it. I just think it's so obvious. I mean, it is, you know, anybody who's listening would detect a totally different tone. The, to me, as soon as... It's the, the tone, though. You're right. Yeah, the the that podcast changed everything. Like, something happened right before that where they said, okay, we're burying the hatchet. That's it. Maybe it happened after the game here 
when, you know, uh, Bill went in to see him in the locker room and they started patching things up there. But whatever it was, it's over. And you knew they'd get to this point, too. Like, you know, they weren't going to stay mad at each other and hate each other forever. They just accomplished too much together to be that way. You going to be there, uh, Murray? Oh, yeah, doing the pregame, all of that, yeah. Okay. Curious to see what this whole pomp and circumstance is all about, but it sounds like there's going to be more. Remember, Paul Perillo was on with us last week and said this is just like the first of many, potentially. Okay, Bedard can't be bothered with it. Nope, uh, don't care. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't care. Just a, that, period. Period. Why don't and you care? I don't know. Why should I care? <laughs> <sighs> They're gonna. He's going to go around. He's going to wave his little beanie around. People are going to applaud. Great. If it's 27 to nothing at halftime, they're going to be chanting for Brady the whole second half. Okay, I'm into that. That happens. But other than that, I mean, look, he's the greatest <laughs> player of all time. He's won seven Super Bowls. He's going to have number retired, statue, all that stuff. He he should have it. He should be celebrated for the rest of his career. I, I just don't care about the timing of it. Greg's being a bit stubborn, so let me maybe expound on that a little bit. They should be careful with this kind of thing. Like, this is good for one time. And even if they do another bigger Brady night, but how much of the past do you want to live in? Like, 100% right. You know, the presence now, you should probably be focusing on, even if you're struggling and kind of a middler right now, on trying to build towards the future and trying to, you know, do an, do this with other players and, and have another type of dynasty. I, like, you don't want to live too much of the last 20 years in Brady to too much. I, I would just warn them on that. I will say I am, I'm glad that they are somewhat, I would say over the next year or two, they will get a lot of this stuff out of the way and clear the plate we'll see on the crafts crafts might want to do this annually probably remind everybody about how great they once were but hopefully clear the decks for when belichick leaves and and the new guy let's get it all over with right now let's clear the deck maybe as soon as after the season so again this is just apparently an appetizer coined to paul perillo that there's going to be a bigger more involved brady knight high-ranking patriot source in here well i do like i do we finally got something out of him finally got something out of the organization that this again is just this ain't the end of it. It's just the beginning of it, Great. and it it does it does have the potential. See that you're already doing it, like like <laughs> another Brady night. Like you you don't want to be with the Red Sox with David Ortiz. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, remember that? Yes. So yes, exactly. Uh, they do have to be careful with that, and you know what exactly are you celebrating and all of that and the message it sends to your current team and all of this. So it's a delicate balance, and it does have a chance to go bad, which, again, will be entertaining to a point, uh, but really not what you're looking for if you're the Patriots. All right, game thoughts with the big boy on his way out the door with your calls at 617-779-0985 to you right after. College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SPORTSHUB. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SPORTSHUB. The crown is yours. Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org Must be 21+. plus. Play it smart from the start. GamesenseMA.com. Physically present in Massachusetts. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Belger and Man. 
Buzz continues on the Sports Hub. Finish up with the Patriots here. Is is there a melancholy feeling, a sentimental feeling, a celebration feeling? I mean, what's internal with you as, as you now take this step? Uh, usually these things happen um, after a much longer period of time. A Hall of Fame is five-year wait. Uh, this mm. is one week uh, into the next season. So how are you internalizing this? Oh, a lot of gr- a lot of gratitude, a lot of gratitude. You know, just I had two decades of incredible life changing, altering experiences. I have so many memories from my time there and memories with people there. And I'm creating a new memory with the people there. And to go back to that stadium and bring my kids and my family in a different way. You know, I've not been to that stadium in, in, in this way ever. Um, I went there as a player. I went there once as a competitor and now I'm going to go there as a fa- as a, really a fan. And then, you know, I'm going to be there in the future as a broadcaster. So I think there's a lot of cool things happening. And, and again, I think part of life is growing in different ways, expanding different ways, trying new things and getting outside of your comfort zone. You know, it's okay. I think even the expectations I have for myself, I'm going to work really hard in this part of my career, knowing that the first time you try something, you're not very good at it. the first time I threw a football, I was not very good at it. You know, the first time that I, you know, tried a math equation, I wasn't very good at it. So, you know, in different ways, you know, the first time you try anything is not going to be the easiest way and you're just going to have to keep working at it. So I don't think it's going to be hard to be a fan though. So I love the sport and I love the Patriots. So going up there to see a lot of my friends and family is going to be really a, a great experience. Couple thoughts here before we say goodbye to uh, Bedard, Tom, and Quincy. Your thoughts on the Brady visit? Hey guys, I mean this couldn't be coming at the at a worse time. I mean, there's a chance that Mac has three broken ribs and three interceptions by the end of the first half. And I, I just want to highlight this: like the fans might chant for Brady if that happens. But at the same time, you know, Tom Brady with this offensive line wouldn't be that great. I mean, he kind of stunk last year. No one wants to admit it, but he wasn't that great. It's because they had a terrible O-line in Tampa on its third year. So I don't care who it is, whether it's Zappi, Correll, Mac Jones. It's on Bill for putting his most prized position in a situation where it's a make-or-break a year, and we have a terrible O-line. I mean, we have 11 O-line men, and none of them are good? <laughs> but it is true, Greg. I mean, there's not many teams that would draft a quarterback in the first round and then do what Bill has done with the coaching – now the offensive line, and I think a lot of people would add, really the lack of dynamic playmakers on the outside. There's not many teams that would leave their first-round quarterback out to dry like that. No, and because there's not that many 70-year-old defensive-minded head, head coaches left in the game who are still doing things the exact same way that he did when he became a first-time head coach in Cleveland and you know when he got here. And I, I just think it's – you have to invest in the offensive side of the ball the, just because of the rule changes that have happened and made it so much easier to play offense. Like if you don't play into that, you're going to be left, left behind. I, I just think there's a limit on how much defense you can play. I mean, really, I think, you know, you look at a team like the chiefs, like have they ever struck you as like a, anybody ever said the the chiefs are really good on defense. I mean, no, no, they just Spagnolo is just a guy who's like, he just wants to create a few negative plays, get you behind the, and then maybe you turn the, the, the ball over. 
the offense, go get on top, make them play from behind. That increases our ability to get turnovers and things like that. And Bill's the exact opposite. He's going to be like, go out there, just don't turn the ball over. It's sort of Dave wants that stuff. It's not a sin to punt. And, you know, you're going up against Jalen Hurts. They could score in their first three or four possessions of this game, and the game's over. And the Patriots and offense are just waiting to, you know, make their first first down of the game. Because this is the way Bill thinks you can win in today's NFL. Corey, he still thinks he can stop everybody. Yeah. Corey and Easton, yeah. go ahead, please. Hey, Mike. Let me reframe your thoughts about the Patriots not finishing last in the division. So you think either the Jets, Bills, or the Dolphins, one of those three teams just won't get it right, and right. they'll finish last. That's right. Okay. I think the last three years' track record post-Brady, I would say – the Patriots are one of those three teams that are not going to get it right. In fact, I believe more in the Patriots not getting it right than one of those three teams. Okay. Well, we shall see. That's why they uh, play the games. I mean, you know, he makes he makes a good argument and something I was just looking at. I mean, you know, when you talk about like, because we're conditioned to expect the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins just to somehow crap themselves. Yes. This is what the Patriots have done the last three years. I mean, I was just looking back to last year. Last year, they lost, what, uh, five of their last seven. If they lose this opener here, you know, all of a sudden they're losing like six of their last eight and plus what they have on the schedule. You look at the back end of last year and what could potentially happen at the beginning of this season, like it gets into scary territory. I mean, every year they finished poorly. Even when Brady was here, 2019, they finished with a whimper down the stretch. Like, you know, you can't make the argument anymore that uh, it's just, well, the Patriots are going to be better at the end of the season than these other teams. It's just, it's a fallacy now. You're right. I mean, I don't have anything to back it up other than just the feeling that I have and that I still don't, I, I, I just, you know, what's the coaching in these places? You know, what's the coaching in New York? What's the coaching in Miami? I like the nerd down there in Miami, but I, can he keep the whole thing together? I don't know. Uh, I just it's a, it's more of a feeling though than a scientific study. Break down this game for us, big boy. How do the Patriots pull this out? I think they they're going to have to play a lot of quick game on offense. They're going to have to try to target Nicobe Dean, the new middle inside linebacker who's over aggressive for the Eagles. They're going to have to go at the safeties who you know I think both safeties are kind of new. They're deciding between a couple veterans and also a rookie at safety. I uh, would probably stay away from their cornerback. Should be a big tight end receiver game uh, maybe you know demario douglas is a guy you you put in a few more packages for in this game um to me the biggest indicator in this game the biggest thing that i'm looking for in this game is this defense has to play well against the eagles i don't care what their talent level is like if you expect to be if you're a really good defense and that's what everybody says okay you're really good on defense the Eagles are really good on offense. It's your ones versus your ones. You got to play them evens. Then it's the twos versus twos, the Patriots offense versus um, the Eagles defense. Like you got to find a way to, to get the advantage and, you know, also special teams, Bill do his thing. That's the path for this team. But I don't want to hear, I don't, if the, pay, if the, if the Eagles go out there and put up 35 points in this game, I don't want to hear another mention all year about the Patriots defense. They have had all summer to get ready for this. They have been, they're fully healthy on that side of the ball. There are no excuses why they don't hold the Eagles in the 20s in this game at the least. They've had all summer to get ready for this. Their, their preseason games, if you look at uh, the Packers game, 
Watch the pass rush. They had no pass rush in that game. Why? They were getting ready for the Eagles. They said, we're working on our must rush. Nobody went by the quarterback. When they rushed five, it was very controlled. They've been working for weeks for the Eagles. It's all on film. They This has got to be in the 20s. Has to. Or I don't want to hear another mention of their defense all year. I mean, I would even say low 20s. Like, if it gets up into the 27-28 range, I'm not sure they can win that game. you got to slow it down. Greg, can the Pats line up and run the ball at Philadelphia? I asked you this before. I'll ask you again. Isn't that the path? Isn't Philly weak against the run? Yes. Well, in theory, but they have a new D.C. They have new defensive tackles. Like, I... There's a lot of unknown with Philly on that defensive side of the ball. This guy, Sean Desai, who's the new defensive coordinator, is sort of like, you know, I did. I mentioned Brian Flores earlier. He's one of these grinders, never stops looking at film, looking for an edge. Like, I was not impressed with Gannon. And if you saw, I think you tweeted something about Gannon's uh, opening speech to his Cardinals. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was like just non sequiturs and nonsense, and they panned the room of the players. And you can tell some of these guys are like, what the hell is this guy even saying? This is our head coach. Yeah, there's a lot of optimism on that side of the ball for the Eagles this year. I don't think you can look at them last year and say, well, this is what they're going to do. I I would be surprised if they're able to run the ball very well. I, I think it's it's going to have to be a lot of the quick game, end around. They're just going to have to – it's going to be smoke and mirrors. You know, like that that Steelers offense of Matt Canada that I used to, like, laugh at. That's what the Patriots are going to have to do, especially early, until they could figure out and settle down on the offensive line. It's about survival – Doing that stuff, taking a few targeted shot plays, probably at their safety. Every week, that's sort of going to be the formula. It's kind of what Matt Patricia tried to do here. Who do you like in week one? Uh, Eagles big. I mean, I, I just can't. I mean, I do. I think that the, the Patriots defense will be competitive, but I think Matt Patricia being on that other sideline, and you know, if I'm Nick Sirianni, the first thing I did was, Matt, don't even unpack Get in the film room, lock yourself in the film room, watch us all season, and then come and tell me how Bill's going to defend us in week one. And the Patriots, we all know what the Patriots' assistant track record is. I'm not worried about Matt Patricia in the offense and Mac Jones. Give me a break. I mean, that it's a completely different offensive coordinator, completely different system. Matt Patricia's not going to – he might know, well, Mac's not good at this or Mac doesn't see this. A few things there. But you can see that on film. But what Matt Patricia can tell him about how Bill's going to try to attack, how he's going to stop the Eagles, and and I'm sure Sirianni has been working on counters all summer, just like the uh, the Patriots have been working on the Eagles' offense all summer. Um, I you know I I think that's a big factor in this game. You got some new merch there, big boy. Oh, not not quite yet. I but, like that. Yeah. Okay. Show it to the crush. Show it to the. It's coming though. Is what. That, yeah, it's like, coming. That's like a um, what do they call it? A prototype. Yeah, this is an older prototype, but okay. yeah, we're gonna have some stuff. Yeah. Okay, I, I like, like that. It. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would expect a little something. Yeah. Just <laughs> FYI, I'm just saying. Yeah, for the too. effort. Yeah. Maybe I, if you if you give me something good, maybe I'll even put a BSJ logo on my ass. That would be nice. Maybe on your forehead. <laughs> little ink. Little BSJ. I want. Ink. I want to rent your forehead, Maz. I was just talking about his coffee mug thing. Like, it immediately That's goes to a water to bottle. Whatever. Greg, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. See you guys next week. Okay, thus concludes big a Big Boy Tuesday. We'll get back to your phones and give you a little Red Sox minute here where suddenly overnight, uh, like quite literally overnight, all of a sudden there's chatter about your general manager where I thought heretofore there would be none. Mm. What do we make of this? We'll get to it after Murray's 90-second update. No 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using the promo code WBZMASS and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Massachusetts only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Play it smart from the start with GameSense. GameSenseMA.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org in partnership with MGM Springfield. College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook Book app now and use code SportsHub. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SportsHub. The crown is yours. Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. Must be 21 plus. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com. Physically present in Massachusetts. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. You've been dreaming about the dress. Come find the one at David's Bridal. The most glamorous designer wedding gowns are now 15% off. Bridesmaid dresses that fit beautifully start around $99. Whether you need a veil, jewelry, shoes, or even lingerie and shapewear, it's all at David's Bridal. Take 20% off outfit-making accessories for a limited time. Stop by your local David's Bridal store or shop davidsbridal.com today. Terms and conditions apply.